Hello and welcome to the Private Practice Made Perfect podcast. I'm Cathy Love. I started life as an OT, had a, an amazing, crazy private practice which I sold. And what I do now is help allied health business owners create a business that serves them, the time, the money, the joy that they absolutely deserve. And this is where my idea for the podcast started. What I want to do is to capture how hard allied health business owners in Australia work to achieve their dreams, to support their teams, to create amazing outcomes for their clients. So sit back, beverage of joys, drive safely, walk carefully, however you're listening in, and I hope you absolutely enjoy Laura Simmons. I didn't check if it was Simmons or Simons. I know it as Simmons. It's definitely Simmons. It's definitely Simmons. Laura Simmons, definitely Simmons, is with us today for a conversation. And uh, we're going to talk about all things Theratrack. Welcome, Laura. Thanks so much for having me, Kathy. Uh, we did well to remember to turn the recording on because we were a good 10 minutes in um, on a bit of a catch-up. We spoke years ago when uh, Theratrack was in its infancy. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it was even. I think it was in the hands of a few, a few daring therapists, but not, not in the real yeah. world just yet. Yeah, yeah. So let's kind of open the door on it. What it looks like now, and I'd love to go back and revisit what on earth you were thinking. <laughs> Me too. So, yeah. So, so paint the picture. What's Theratrack now? If someone was to Google it. Yeah, of course. So Theratrack is a mobile app and a web platform for allied health therapists. So OTs, physios, speech mm. therapists and psychologists. And it's a tool that therapists can use in sessions to create custom therapy home programs. So the idea that we're trying to solve on one side for therapists is trying to help them with their documentation. So I know as an OT, the bane of my existence is documentation and writing emails and doing all of my notes and all of those sorts of things. And Using Theratrack, you can create home programs in about two to five minutes, where I know I've spent up to 40 minutes, up to an hour writing emails to parents that mm. probably didn't get read. And then on the other side, it's for participants and their families. So how do we help them know what they're supposed to do at home, get reminded at the right time, and then connect the whole care team in? So we can connect mom, dad, support workers, teachers, everyone into that home program so everyone gets the notifications and everyone's accountable in a sense, um, to keep to keep that person on track. So, yeah, so that, that's us in a nutshell as we are now. We're a fully multidisciplinary platform. We integrate with a number of different case management systems to save therapists more time on documentation. Um, and then we've also got some new releases coming out in a few weeks that will gamify the platform even further, which if anyone comes to the OT conference, they can see what it is. Maybe I'll leave it there. Yeah, we're just talking about the OT conference. So what is it now? Today's May, the middle of May. So the OT conference <laughs> for 2022 is in a couple of weeks? It's the 9th and 10th of June in Melbourne. Gosh, that's probably middle something that hasn't happened for a couple of years. I know. I think it's going to be great, though. I think it's going to be nice to see all the OTs come back together um, and yeah. see what everyone's been doing and what everyone's been cooking up in the in the background for the last couple of years. Melbourne's kind of up for it, like... You know, even I got a bit excited about the Grand Prix this year and yeah. <laughs> the comedy festival. Oh, who knew we could have so much fun when we could go past 5K? <laughs> so uh, hitting, hitting the big time, hitting the, the big stage, let's throw it back. Like what was your thinking with getting into this entrepreneurial tech space? 
Oh gosh. Um, yeah, what was my thinking? Yeah. <laughs> crazy crazy it's, jump it's into It's kind of run away from where you were first thinking, I reckon. I know. Well, yeah, I, I mean, originally I thought, I get, originally the problem was I was just sick of handing out pieces of paper. I was sick of going to the photocopier, printing out little handouts with all of my horrible drawings on them and forgive mm. all of my handwriting to my clients. Um, and so originally I thought, oh, I'll just build an exercise prescription platform for pediatric OTs. That was the original thought. Um, and then it's kind of just, yeah, expanded from that, I guess. Like um, we had speech therapists go, oh, can we do that too? And physios go, oh, can we do that too? Um, and then we ran into another problem probably about 12 months into the line when we had all these different therapists on the platform going, wait a second, we both work with that same client. How do we talk and how do we share all of that information? That's kind of how Theratrax evolved. Um, but, yeah, definitely was not where I thought I was going four years ago. Mm. That's for sure. What if you learn about software development? <laughs> I, I actually almost don't want to know, but I think it's important <laughs> to acknowledge that perhaps that learning curve was steep. I'm just <laughs> It was definitely a really steep learning curve. But one of the things actually I, I really appreciate with my therapist training, and I know this sounds really funny, and I was saying this to someone the other week as well. Um, so in software development, you generally look at a problem and you have a goal and you break it down into steps and then you do those steps to achieve the goal. Sounds, sounds very familiar. similar. I know, right? Mm. So, I think I get I get really excited about it because I think it's really similar to the therapy process. The, not the coding. Oh my gosh, not coding. And I cannot no, code. No, um, there are I have other humans on the planet for that. <laughs> I have an amazing team for that. But the product development side of things, like going, I'm going to solve a problem with this piece of tech. I might not know exactly what the solution is right now, but I know what my problem is. And then I can talk to lots of people and kind of figure out what that solution might look like. Uh, the, the process is really similar. And the mm. amount of times I think about it, I'm like, oh, that wasn't that hard. So I think... Therapists might be more like product managers than we think about, but um, there's not too much difference. Yeah, I completely agree. I've just spent a week um, in Adelaide with our boardroom clients and um, whilst running a business and providing intervention services to a client are different skills, uh -huh. uh, there are principles, you know, that apply across the, the board and you do need to sort of up your management leadership game yep. uh, but many of the process many of the project management principles are very very familiar when you actually yep. get the sticky notes out on the wall you're doing task mm -hmm. analysis you're doing root cause analysis you're doing all, exactly. all of that stuff of well that I think stuff. the the funniest one we when our very when Derek was in its infancy and we were just developing the first thing I sat down with the product team and they said okay we're going to set smart goals and I went <laughs> wait what <laughs> I didn't like him much as a therapist, but I see the point of them now. I just thought it was hilarious. I just thought it was like I had to I pinched myself for a second. I went, oh, okay, yes, this like yeah. I, I get why we're using them, but it was just a funny moment in, in sort of time. Running a business isn't just about setting up shop and becoming complacent. It's about showing up for ourselves and our clients with a commitment to continuous improvement. We have to be honest with ourselves about where we're at and where we're going. That means identifying strengths and weaknesses so we can improve. After all, if we're remaining stagnant, how can we scale and build the business and life of our dreams? 
That's where the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz comes in. We're not talking horoscopes and pulse soap here. This questionnaire is the perfect starting point for you to begin identifying your strengths, needs, and blind spots as an allied health business owner. The process is simple. Answer the 14 questions and we'll send you a personalized report that includes actionable steps for you to start taking your business to the next level. Ready to take your business into your own hands? Take the NACAR Consulting Allied Health Biz Quiz today. So TheraTrack now has a life of its own and its own team. Who have you got on your TheraTrack team? Yeah, we, we're a team of seven now, which is really exciting. Um, so we have two developers, um, a back-end guy and a mobile mobile developer with so much experience in the development world that I just, mm. their brains are amazing. I, I go to them with, pro- my, with my problems and I say, can you fix it? And they go, yeah, it's really easy. And make it look pretty. I know. Well, then, then there's the designers and um, uh, Ali and Nicole, just phenomenal, phenomenal instinct for design and on the team. Um, they're just amazing. And then our growth and sales team with Lana and Lillian, we've, we've called ourselves the three L's by accident, did not mean to do that. But um, yeah, our marketing team is has got so much experience and, and yeah, it's really nice. We're sort of a, we're a tight-knit group, but at the same time, we're completely remote with part of our team, even in Toronto at the moment. So um, yeah, we work completely remotely, which is really, really cool and very different to the therapy landscape. Yeah, we um, all work remotely as well. And um, whilst a few of us are in in Melbourne and can kind of get together uh, Mm. with one COVID thing and another, you know, every, you know, the remote thing has just been such a a card up the sleeve. Uh, And the technology is so good. We can still have lunch together and chat and celebrate birthdays. And we all know each other's kids and pets and probably more so in a way than if we're all kind of just hanging around the... uh, the office oh my gosh yeah the amount of dogs I've met over like mm. having a remote team mm. and then back in the day of telehealth and things like that oh my gosh so funny it's goodly good so there are tracks kind of growing growing up um I know it's it's sort of connecting in now to um to Clinico and you're kind of getting tracks into um core plus why is that like it sounds really obvious but it, it, it wouldn't have been an easy decision to make I don't reckon um why did you want it to sit in with the, the practice management software systems yeah and I guess for, for us it comes back to that problem piece right so for therapists uh, and maybe it's just a personal gripe but I'm sure many people listening to this podcast would agree is documentation is not the reason I became a therapist mm. um and Obviously, we need to do our documentation. It's it's a medico-legal compliance thing, but I sort of believe that tech can help us do that better and handwriting things, scanning them into computers and having yeah, no. all those extra stuff. No one does that in any other industry, right? Like everything is interconnected and interoperable and things like that. <gasps> that sounds like I know that word. I know who you've been talking to. <laughs> I love the word interoperable. And integrations, it just makes yeah. sense, right? Like. Mm, and it's the same in therapy. Not not every therapist is going to be the be-all, end-all therapist to do every single client. Like, that's okay. And so same with tech. I think not every piece of tech is going to do everything. Mm. But if you can do one thing really well, then why not talk to the other yeah. systems? Yeah. Um, and so for me, it was kind of a natural process. We're, we're working on, on getting a bunch of the other um, case management software systems on board as well. But it's it just makes sense, right? Therapy home programs, I need to save them in my case notes. It's part of my 
my legal requirement as a therapist to do that. So rather than having things all over the shop, it just makes sense for it all to be at one spot. Yeah. And so what was your learning about integrating it into Clinico, for instance? Uh, that every integration is going to be different. Yeah. Um, and that every piece of software is a little bit different. They're all they're all they all have their nuances. Um, but I guess the end of the end of the day for us, the the process is still the same. For us, we want to just save your case notes into that into that system so that it makes it easy for you to search for them and makes it easy for you to share them with your clients and or with your with the other people in your work as well. And so yeah, it's all it's a learning curve in terms of learning about data privacy. It's a learning curve about learning about um, rules and regulations here in Australia and overseas and all of those different mm. things. So mm. that's definitely a learning curve. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's all about, you know, figuring out the right fit and figuring out the right companies that fit with what your kind of mission, vision and values are as well. Mm. Right. Mm. Um, so Clinico and Core Plus definitely align with those um, for, you know, on so many reasons. And I'm sure people have listened to the podcast with you talking to Yanni and Joel and things like that. So or listening to the, <laughs> me listening to Yanni and Joel, right? And all listening to. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think they they fit alongside with a lot of the things yeah. that we want to do. So it just made sense. Yeah. So it's now more uh, available. Uh, it, I, I, it's got me wondering about who the client is for you. You know, is the client the therapist or is the client the 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 patient oh I don't like that word the participant the parent the um, consumer at the end how do you kind of figure that out in terms of yeah. who you build it for you have to build it for everyone um, oh yeah no pressure yeah. oh no pressure no and I sort of I always think about like healthcare is a multi-stakeholder environment mm. you can't not yeah um, what we realized really early on was you can't have one without the other and you can't Mm. sell to a therapist and tell them that you have this awesome product if the participant side doesn't live up to what it needs to do and vice versa right so I always call it the wobbly tower if one thing doesn't work the whole tower falls over Mm. um and so we started off building for therapists and spent um the last few years really trying to rein in the therapist side of the platform and trying to make that as easy for therapists to use um, because we sell to therapists, so we're a B2B model just like the case management software systems. Mm. And then um, we are yet about to release. So start of June is, is the fingers crossed date. I say this and I say this on a public platform, so my team's going to keep up with me. What's happening then? <laughs> we're releasing version two of the um, participant app. So oh. um, some really interesting, unique uh, gamification things are coming along with TheraTrack. If anyone's watching our um, mailing list, so this is my wink wink to sign up to our mailing list, you'll get little Easter eggs in each of the um, things that we send out to give people clues as to what's coming. But I want to leave it a little bit of a surprise because it's pretty cool. Gosh, we should try and organise to make sure that this episode drops (laughs) at the same time. That is the least we could do to support you. I'm sure our systems can bend and twist to make that um, that happen. And stepping on from who's the customer and who's the end user and this wobbly tower needing to keep both parties satisfied, how do you figure out what your next improvement is going to be? Yes, everything is co-designed. So mm. we spend a lot of time talking to customers, both therapists, parents. Um, we've even had kids tell us what they like and what they don't mm. like about the platform. We spend a lot of time talking to clinic directors because everyone's journey in the therapy process is the same but different. 
Um, so they all, everyone wants the best outcome for the participant at the end of the day. That's that's our ultimate goal. But everyone's journey to get there is what we've learned is very different. So we have a number of clinics and organisations that we have as specific co-design partners. So we spend a lot of time doing user testing with them, taking new versions of the product out to them, um, and they give us good, bad, ugly, amazing sometimes mm. scary feedback of us of them saying nope would never use it like this and what we go, were you okay. thinking <laughs> <laughs> yep haven't had that one completely yet but um, <laughs> I'm sure it will happen at some point but generally a lot of the time we are watching and listening so and again it's like the therapy process right you're watching and listening yeah. and looking for yeah. problems um and so a lot of it is talking to people, understanding their problems, and then coming back and saying, can we solve that with a tech solution? Mm -hmm. So there's that side of it. Um, the other side of it, we actually have a feature built into the platform specifically designed for anyone to give us feedback at mm -hmm. any time when they're frustrated. And it's the way that it works is you actually just pick up your phone with the app that's open and you shake, shake it. Like it. <laughs> yeah, like you're frustrated at your phone and a pop-up appears. Um, and it either says report a bug or suggest an improvement. And that all of that information comes straight back to our team of something's not working or something we want to make it better. And it's been an amazing way to kind of get feedback in real time from people about, oh, I really want this to do this, or I wish it did this, or I was stuck in a therapy session with someone and it didn't do this. I wish it did that. And we can sort of go, well, why? And then we can mm -hmm. figure out the solution. So it's really cool. I like it. Oh, I love it. It's fun. Um, it is fun. It's playful and it kind of sits with the brand and what you're setting out to do, doesn't it? Yeah. So without giving away uh, all of the family silverware, what sort of feedback have you had about it? Amazing. So, oh, yeah, I mean, we did a research project mm. the end of last year with a psychology group down in Victoria, second fourth I can't remember what wave of lockdown you guys were in at that point no Scary. neither can we just <laughs> let's move on and 10.4.6 um, oh just yeah face and hands really um and it wasn't intended to be the start of one of those other yeah. lockdowns but we we lost oh, that one <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that one um we sort of had gone oh look we're sort of come the, the guys in Melbourne were kind of coming out of it we're like great we've got this um, tool of Theratrack that we can use and, and the psychologist there had built a bunch of home programs that she was like, I've got this wait list a mile long. There's so many people on here that I can't actually physically see and I don't even have time to see them on telehealth. I don't have the same time to see them face-to-face, -face, but I have a bucket of resources that, you know, it was a stress program, a mood program and an anxiety program. And she said, I've got all these programs that people just need some psychoeducation on. And so we went, huh, why don't you try and do it with like a, a younger new sort of new graduate psychologist that could send out Theratrack home programs, monitor them from a distance, and then, you know, see what the outcomes would be at the end of eight weeks. So we had 34 participants go into their program. They got assessed um, with for the therapist on the, on the podcast, the Core 10 and the DAS 21. I'm probably going to get that the wrong, the wrong way. I always get the numbers backwards. Near enough. And... Um, yeah, they, 34 people went into this program. No one came into the clinic. Everyone was seen completely asynchronously and everyone went down in their, in their scores statistically significant in eight weeks. Mm. And I was just like, I was in shock. I nearly fell off my seat when I saw the scores. I was like, mm. that's incredible to see a tool like that help people who are in mental health crisis probably, mm. you know, support mm. them in their mental health is just phenomenal. So 
that's probably one really cool thing. We've heard lots of stories from families where, um, you know, dad's finally gotten involved in therapy because he doesn't, he can't come to therapy sessions, but he's got his TheraTrack program and that's supported him or, you know, therapists just feeling a little bit more connected or a little bit more innovative in their practice, which has been really cool as well. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. I could, there's lots of stories. We actually have a blog mm. on our website. We share a lot of stories about this because oh, I, we'll I provide the, love uh, them. Yeah. We'll provide the link. Have you got other research going on in and around it? Yeah. So we actually just won a grant with um, Western Sydney Uni up here in Sydney. Um, so we are starting a quantitative analysis of TheraTrack, which is really cool. Um, so looking at all of the data that's been put into TheraTrack, we're just going through the ethics approval and everything at the moment, which, again, another place that I never thought I would be four years ago. Um, yeah, but we're going to look at it from a quantitative analysis and see what we're tracking. Are we tracking the mm. right things? Is there anything else we should be tracking? Um, because, yeah, the big, hairy, audacious goal with TheraTrack is can we flip all of this data on its head? So can we um, look at the data that's being input into the platform and then flip it on its head and actually predict, predict treatments for therapists. So help them with decision support or even potentially even help people that can't get access to a therapist get access to clinically relevant strategies mm. out there in the big wide world. Me Scary thing. with my very feeble knowledge that there's artificial intelligence in your future. Yes, yes. Again, another thing I did not think I was going to do four years ago. <laughs> mm-hmm. it's, uh, it kind of... Is a bit of a mind bend. I've only read a little bit about this um, this AI caper, but mm-hmm. uh, it's it's surprising how much we're already using, or how much it's using us. I think is probably a better way of putting it. But what a concept that, in fact, a certain number of facts and patterns mm-hmm. can actually have a predictability pattern that perhaps outmatches what the clinician thinks someone might need yeah and I, I mean for us it's it's not so much about trying to take someone's job away with artificial no, intelligence by any means it's can we can we give people access to even more data about the things that they're treating mm. with um and globally like right like take a global data set of what people are doing around the world and bring all of that knowledge into a platform mm. and then on the other side of it I mean the numbers just always scare me I think there was an ABC report just recently about people waiting for speech therapy and it's I mean early intervention the stats are they they hurt my soul of 12 plus months and I think in the article it said that there were seek jobs going unanswered for 12 months mm. or something which like well, We've got to do better. <laughs> it goes to what you said um, at the start of this conversation about that entrepreneurial spirit is twofold. It's about so solving problems, but the other part of the entrepreneurial spirit is how can we do more with less? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and how can we do better, I think? Mm. We know we've got all this awesome technology that is doing all these cool things. Can we empower more people you know, I always say, can we empower more people to take charge of their health so that they can mm. be the controllers of their own destiny? But at the same time, the the numbers just, we're not going to create enough therapists in the next 10 years to fill the gap. Like it, that's, that's, that's the raw yeah. and hard truth of it. So either we don't, and there's this big bucket of humans that don't get supported, mm. 
what does that do on a global scale in terms of who's in the workforce, who's who's participating, who's independent in society? Yeah. Or, in my opinion, we leverage tech and we try and support those people, even if we don't have a human to support them, we can support them with tech to, to kind of fill mm-hmm. that gap because the yeah. long-term effects of not getting early interventional therapeutic support is just, yeah, scary. You know, you know who has to change Faster than the technology, though, don't you? Mm-hmm. Those cl- the clinicians. I know we're getting there. It's, I have I have a lot of respect for clinicians. I think. Oh, totally. But can, can clinicians? And I'll just say we because I was one and I'm still <laughs> registered. I was talking with um a whole lot of our Belgian clients last week about whether I should still stay registered. Um, mm-hmm. mixed mixed thoughts, mixed thoughts, but mm-hmm. um. It's that concept of if you keep doing the same thing, you'll keep doing get the same results. And so mm. how much change do you want and over what period of time to be in a position where you're offering contemporary and informed service? Exactly. And whether, um, content, whether sorry, whether I'm enjoying this because you're making me think, which is usually <laughs> a good thing, doesn't always end well, but where is the evidence that you go to? Do you keep? going to old school traditional style evidence or do you actually look for evidence and information potentially out of sector yeah deal with oh. that Laura it just makes sense of that thought for me I'll just <laughs> sit here and drink a, my that, tea for two minutes while you talk no but that's a huge one right it's like I agree evidence-based practice what's been done where the research comes from makes a lot of sense but I think in today's society we can get information a lot faster yeah, you know, and from different can, sources. And from different sources and from much wider sources, right? Yeah. Like, again, somehow ended up in the tech space, but we can aggregate data in yes. huge amounts now. It's not just like, oh, I'll do a study of 100 people and I'll figure out mm. this one population up in Newcastle, what they're doing, and then I'll extrapolate that data and say it works across the whole thing. No, I can take a study from Newcastle and a study from Western Australia and a study from Tasmania and a study from the U.S., and I can actually like manipulate that data. Yep. Not me, Laura, but someone else who can manipulate Come on, data. Laura knows. <laughs> they can look at that thing and actually look at trends and then actually really analyze that data and have a big like it just makes sense. Um, yeah. but it's funny you say that about the younger clinicians. So we did we've been working with some of the universities. I'm a big advocate of getting the the getting the students tech ready before they leave school because there's so much tech everywhere. And um, one of the students said to us, because we were doing a demo of their attractive students, and her comment was, wait, what, this isn't how we do things in therapy world already? <laughs> no, you go to clip art and you make a document <laughs> and you try and remember to change the child's name and then you print it and then you, oh, my yeah. God, we've been doing that same thing for, I don't know, 30 years. Well, some know. people have. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's I think there's a there's a generation of therapists that are going to graduate over the next four or five years that don't know anything that isn't tech. They're yep. used to all of their Instagrams and their Snapchats and their Facebook, but that is normal to them. And you know, and having a digital calendar and, and all of those sorts of things. And so I think I think it's going to pressure put a pressure on the workforce to like level up Lift. almost. Yeah, lift. Mm. Oh, I tell business owners listening to this are thinking, oh, my goodness, at last I'm going to be spending less on photocopying and laminating. 
I hope so. <laughs> driving down those uh, single-use plastics. Yeah. There you I go. Hope Sarah so. Track can save the planet one um, plastic pocket at a time. That's enough. I love that social impact. That's amazing. Yeah. We can get rid of the photocopier in your business. Yeah. Wouldn't that be cool? Oh, I know. We're, um, we've started a bunch of work on um, going carbon neutral. I've spoken with some of the guys at Clinico about this. So we've just hit go on that um, a couple of weeks ago. A couple mm-hmm. of weeks ago. So there you go. Oh, I love that. I Have love you thought that about that? Because Isn't tech it? companies have got a little bit to answer for in terms of um, carbon footprint. Oh, 100%, 100%. Mm. Um, we've helped a couple of practices. That's actually some of the reasons why a few practices have come to Theratrack. Yeah. Is they say, so they're saying that they, the, the comment was, I want to get rid of my printer. Can you help me do that? Um, the short answer is yes, definitely. You can yeah. upload all of your handouts to Theratrack. You can send them with trackable notifications. Mm. You don't have to print things off. I actually don't own a printer anymore. <laughs> oh, I do. I do. There are some things I just find so much easier to analyse on paper, mainly the financial stuff, I must admit. Mm, yeah. I can just draw on it a little bit quicker and easier. I'm looking at it with guilt in my heart because <laughs> about 10 pages just fell on the floor about two hours ago and they're still sitting there. That's all right. It's not 100 pages. I know. And we'll shred it and put it into the veggies. Yeah, that's good. So interesting trends and opportunities for, for Theratrack. Is there, well, there will be a ton of stuff sitting in your development board. What else do you think it's going to be able to bring to the therapy and the participant experience in the next couple of years? Yeah, I think I think the big goal for us is, so again, it's that two, two-sided problem, mm. right? For therapists, I'd love for therapists to tell me that they were not going home at seven o'clock at night and they were finishing work on time and they're not feeling mm. burnt out because they were doing their notes after work. I would love that feedback. That See, that's still a so sustainability happy. goal, methinks. Mm-hmm. I think so from a burnout mm. perspective. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if we can help do that, you know, leveraging tech, making it quicker, making it faster for them, then awesome. Mm. That's on that side for participants. And then I, the one of the things that we want to do as well and it's sort of in the roadworks at the moment is looking at how do we leverage the data that we're collecting for things like NDIS reports. So can we help therapists with their reporting so that they can justify the spending or justify the amount of funding that they're asking for? Because, you know, Johnny came to 10 sessions, but he did 20 hours of, um, you know, home programming. And this is this is the gains that he made out of that. Um, so we can we can sort of start to see some of those data trends. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at trying to add that reporting tool in there. And then the other side of it for participants is can you create something that, and I think we can, I think we're, we're sort of three quarters of the way there, mm. that is super engaging, that makes me get the fun back into my therapy when the things that I'm doing are tricky and helps, you know, whoever's not in that therapy session be a part of that therapy journey. Because, I mean, as a therapist, and you and I both know this, the more people that are involved in that therapy journey the more accountability there is, the more times things are probably going to be practiced, the more support there is in that network. Hopefully, the the, the faster the outcomes to independence are. So that's kind of the two sides of it. Yeah. I was thinking about the data that you must have sitting there, even behind one person's program or one child's program. So is it 
Is it down to the level of detail that you can see how many times they've opened it and used it and completed the activity? Are they putting in their responses and their scores? So does it really support a well-written SMART goal? Yeah, so that's that's what we're working on with Western Sydney mm-hmm. Uni. So at the moment, we track what they call is patient reported outcome measures or PROMS. So we look at um, assistance, performance, confidence and satisfaction with a task and we allow someone to rate that from plus three to minus three um, so they can feel a bit better about things or go down. Mm-hmm. Sort of looking, we looked at like the gas goals and the copper and sort of went, I really like the two models of those, but they were missing a lot of things. So we've built our own. <laughs> Standard mm. entrepreneurship of do mm. it, see if we can Doesn't do it better. Exist. We'll just hustle that up in the afternoon. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so we track those scores at the moment, and we also track completion rates and things like that. Yeah. Um, and then the uh, the research project that we're we're kicking off with Western Sydney Uni is looking at does that data make mm. sense? Does that data actually show us an outcome um, that? you know, looks like what the actual outcome is because without that sort of research backing, you can't really make that claim. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so it's a big one. Yeah, and that makes a lot more sense uh, for it to be better positioned to support the NDIS progress, uh, yeah. measuring yeah participant yeah. outcomes and contributing yeah. to the, the reporting because, you know, I don't think anyone would be too surprised if the NDIS became a bit more insurancy and a bit more funded on outcome measures and mm. that you needed different sort of detail of detailed proof that the government's funds have created these outcomes for a particular participant. Yeah. I th- I in in the Laura world of things, I think it's on the horizon. You sort of can see the Do you really? Hmm. Yeah. You and me both. Yeah, I think the the amount of chatter about we're spending too much on the NDIS, the the funding structures don't make sense, um, mm. and I don't. I, th- I think there's definitely there's arbitrary things, in, and then we could get into real deep, there's deep, deep watering well. holes. <laughs> but um, <laughs> that could be a deep political debate. But anyway, almost um, the week for deep political <laughs> debates. Like, where is this democracy sausage going to go on the weekend? Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, so I think I think it's on the horizon. So I think you know we're we're in a really good position to help therapists yeah. and clinics, you know, sort of have that data to prove because you know anecdotally and and from a qualitative perspective, we know that therapy in a certain amount helps a person to mm. get to a certain level. But can you actually prove that? Yep. Not yet. But what if yep. you had a tool that could? Yep. That and in awesome. a more easier, more functional, everyday. Yeah professionally playful kind of way. We were talking before we hit record about how cautious sometimes allied health professionals can be and they want to kind of see somebody else use these platforms and hear some stories about it and where's the research and they throw their (laughs) arms up. Um, And it can be quite a long buyer's experience for want of a better word. There's a better word for it. Um, So what... What do you want to say about people who have heard about it or thought about it or don't think it's for them or it might be too challenging to change? What's that piece about? Because it's not yeah. easy to invest in this new stuff. It's not. It's not. It definitely isn't. We, we've tried, and look, the, the journey for every clinic is so far has been different, has been similar, but has been different. Mm. Um, and that is the cool thing about us being a small startup is we can mm. make sort of a bit more of a boutique experience. 
what we've done over the last sort of four years is is really document a lot of those processes and gone, okay, what's worked for a big enterprise organisation? Can we document that and can mm. we support another enterprise organisation to do a similar thing so that they, they can get on board? Um, what's worked for a sole practitioner? Can we help someone else and use that same sort of buyer's journey mm. to help them get on board? Um, we always offer a 30-day free trial. And I say this as, you know, two hours ago, I was on the phone to a therapist and said, hey, I didn't get a chance to, you know, try you out in 30 days. And they emailed us and I said, sure have another 30 days. Is that enough? And she said, actually, can I get up to the holidays? I'm like, yeah, sure, that's fine. You know, we can we can help and make yeah. that process a bit easier. I think people, yeah, again, that shake the phone feature is in there for a reason. We want people to talk to us. Mm. Um, but one of the bits of feedback that I absolutely love getting from therapists is, oh, that wasn't too scary. Ah, which is my favourite thing. It's which that is my, tech fear, is it? It is. It is. And it's, um, I think... I think there's a lot of stuff in there and obviously someone that works in behaviour and, and understands how mm. people's behaviour works, but it's there's definitely an anxiety around all this work with my clients. This is the first time I've ever used it with a client. I don't know if it's going to work. They've got to be tolerant of me using this new tool. Oh, it's not yeah. proven. Pro- anyway. Huh. And Does then the I, fear transfer to the client or are they just a little bit nervy themselves? I think they're just nervy themselves. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, the, the amount of times I've heard a therapist actually either tell me or call me or send me an email and go, that wasn't that scary. Mm. I should have put a dollar in a jar. Honestly, I should have put a dollar yeah. in a jar. But um, And it's kind of, I think what I've learned as well when we talk about Theratrack is, is relating it to things that you'd know. So Theratrack is an activity database and you can customise each of your home programs with photos and videos. Now, that's actually really similar to something like Snapchat or WhatsApp or Instagram. It's it's a really similar sort of text experience. Um, and so I think we've learned to talk about it in that in that lens rather than, you know, this is this big new piece of tech that yeah. has 700 hidden features that you'll never find. And But just shake it <laughs> will help you out anyways. Exactly, exactly. Um, Think about where everyone was two years ago. So what's this now? We're kind of mid-May 2022. Mid-May 2020, the curve was still pretty steep with online therapy. And now it's just that old thing. We just can flip to that really easily for a cancellation or flip to that if a family or a therapist travels. Um, It's kind of the next step, isn't it? This is an online tool that not only supports your online therapy and service provision, but also your your face-to-face work as well. Yeah. Um, And I I, look. Should I be head of your marketing team? (laughs) I think so. Oh, no, you got the three L's. (laughs) Oh, I mean, we need a different letter in there. Come on, Kathy. Um, No, no, it wouldn't wouldn't be helpful. Um, uh, I think one of the things that, was super interesting in the pandemic I remember someone saying it I was probably a politician but we leaped ahead like 10 years in digital health in the space of a few months which grateful for a pandemic as someone well, that we'll runs take the silver linings, comes, but, look, um, I'll, t- I'll take the silver linings like mm. you know I think it's opened people's minds to what is possible and annoyingly by ripping the band-aid off it's gone again that comment oh that wasn't so scary and yeah. it's also I think there was a lot of clunky tech before Skype for yeah. health. Not a. Mm. Oh, I'm just playing the little sounds in my head. It's not good. Exactly right. A lot of our, um, well, yeah, a bunch of our clients kind of said something along the lines of we implemented parts of our five year business plan in five days. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because you had to. Yeah. Um, but I think the tech also accelerated as well. Like a lot of companies, you know, well, Clinico is a great example. Oh, they pivoted and, and put telehealth with they, that wasn't part of their plan. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, um, so it's, I think it presented a lot of problems, but it meant that tech solutions mm. had to, or tech A lot of opportunities had, as well. Yeah. 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 So I'm grateful. It, you know, accelerated our adoption, but it also made the tech companies kind of speed up what they were doing yeah. as well. So yeah. that's good. Yeah. So in our last few minutes together, I can't belo- believe it's gone so quick. Um, what else do you want therapists to know about Theratrack? Come try us out. Come, okay. come have a try. Yeah, more than anything, come and, come and try it out. Um, again, there's always a 30-day free mm-hmm. trial and if for some reason that 30 days is not enough, shake your phone, send, send us a message and we can always extend your trial. That's okay. Mm. Um, and we also talk to larger teams about sort of some different ways of onboarding larger teams rather than just throwing new solutions at your whole team. There's there's a bit and of a process. hope someone adopts and pioneers it. Yeah, and then it all falls over and lives in the dusty corner, which is mm. an app. But <laughs> it, mm. yeah, we've learnt we've learnt some um, good. Uh, what's it? Taken some skeletons out of the closet with a lot of yep. companies to sort of go. Actually, it's not a good idea just to blanket bring tech into a whole company. Mm. There's there's some other things. So I think the biggest thing would be come and try us out. Definitely keep your eyes open for June. There is some big updates coming um, that I'm super excited about. Um, that I think will be an absolute game changer when it comes to therapy prescription. I'm going to put that out there. Sounds very exciting. I want to ask that what they are, but I know that I can't. <laughs> so, sign up to the mailing list. You'll see the Easter eggs. Alrighty. I will. I will, mm-hmm. I will, I will. Thank you so much for uh, so sharing the adventure so, so far. You're so welcome. It's so, been so great to chat to you. Yeah. Are you pleased with what you've achieved? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Good. All righty. We'll see you in a while. Thank you. So I'm just back in. We had to uh, turn the recording off and close it, but what Laura just showed me was some of the updates on Theratrack, and they're really, really good, and they're really, really cute, and I can't tell you what they are. So uh, by all means, jump onto uh, the newsletter and keep an eye out on all of the releases. I'm just talking and smiling my head off because um loved the look of them, and I love that I can't tell you what the updates are. You're going to have to go and discover for yourself. And we'll get Laura back in due course for um, future updates. All righty. I'm really over and out this time. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. For the show notes and other resources, our webinar replays, they're all available over on naker.com.au. And if you're loving what you're listening to, please subscribe. We don't want you to miss out on a single thing. And if you want others to get the same benefit that you've had from listening into these episodes, please share this episode and any of the others forward to any of your other allied health business colleagues. And we are totally here for you. Don't forget for a moment that you can jump on in and book that power call and uh, we can see how we can help you get the best of business done. Looking forward to seeing you there.